friends, welcome to Food for Thought. I'm your host, Lorraine Horan. It's our first episode of 2021, and now that that shitty year is behind us, it's time to focus on what really matters, and that's ourselves. You know, self-care isn't just about spa days and new panties. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's, it's totally about those things too. But it's also about self-reflection, accountability, boundaries, and especially self-awareness. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Okay, so it's January. It's winter. I know that not everybody is from northern Michigan or a place that experiences winter like this, but in a place as cold as uh, a Michigan winter, it really impacts our health in subtle yet tremendous ways. Uh, dry skin, bloody noses, frozen fingers, and uh, hey, let's not forget seasonal depression. Always great. And it's not really to say that you need extra self-care in the winter because I honestly think that people benefit from practicing lots of self-care every day, year-round. But there are definitely specific ways humans are impacted by colder weather and thus our self-care habits should adapt accordingly. So when it comes to our physical health, cold weather really can impact us in a variety of ways. Asthmatic people are going to be very prone to asthma attacks in the winter when people are more likely to be indoors. And so there's all kinds of particles and dust and dirt inside and the air quality is less than great. Um, even outside, um, they're going to want to limit the amount of aerobic activity that they're going to get because again, the cold weather can just make it a lot harder to breathe and can really trigger an asthma attack far more likely than it would in warmer weather. So while people with certain conditions should definitely be limiting their outdoor or even indoor aerobic activity, um, exercise and sunlight is generally good for anyone. Um, the cold temperatures are going to leave people far more likely to stay inside and get lazy and um, create habits that they're going to have to hopefully break later on. So staying active, we all know, is like exercise and eating right. It's, it's so good for your body. This is true in every aspect, even especially when it comes to self-care. Um, staying active is going to boost your immune system. And so obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic. There's very layered reasons as to why, um, keeping yourself in great physical shape is going to not only be best for you, but those around you. Um, but you're also going to prevent creating those hard to break lazy habits. If you commit even to just like five to 10 minutes just to yourself daily, um, for a little bit of exercise or some deep stretching or a little cardio, this can really help you create a healthy routine. And that's really important in kind of maintaining getting through these winter months is kind of just having a routine, getting through it, having an approach to getting by every day without kind of feeling like it's never going to end. Speaking of routines, skincare is definitely an area that warrants extra effort here in the wintertime. So the cold, frigid winter air dries our skin out just like crazy and causes rashes, irritations, eczema flare-ups, 
It's terrible. Um, so obviously the most universal solution here is making sure you're drinking lots of water, get, you know, get some chapstick, find a good ass moisturizer, not something that's got all kinds of crazy scents in it and all kinds of crazy chemicals. You want something that's very basic and it's going to actually lock in hydration in your skin. Um, if you are experiencing, though, a lot of discomfort or pain due to skin irritation and something like a cream or a moisturizer isn't going to work for you, then please take care of yourself and see a doctor about it. So we know that harsh winters don't just impact us on the surface of our skin. Every year between fall and winter months, anybody ages 14 and up is more likely to um, become susceptible to experiencing seasonal affective disorder, which is most commonly referred to as SAD. And this is just basically a condition wherein um, during the winter months, people are more likely to um, experience symptoms of depression, complete lack of motivation, um, perhaps overeating, just kind of adapting unhealthy habits. And so for some people, everybody's different. Some people would really benefit greatly from having some extra vitamin D supplements, um, adding some more lights around their home and their office to brighten things up a bit. But then others like myself who already struggle badly with depression and anxiety, you know, you would very likely benefit from talking to a therapist or, you know, trying to talk to anybody about what you might be going through. Even if you don't like therapy or you feel like you can't afford therapy, you know, never be afraid to talk about what you're going through. It, you know, it's always valid. It always matters. And you're not bothering somebody. Like, people care about you. People want you to talk about how you're feeling rather than hold it in and build it up. Something that also really hits close to home for me this time of year is the tendency to overeat. We definitely live in a culture where we celebrate greed and gluttony. And people like myself with binge eating disorders are going to greatly benefit from tracking their eating habits and opting for healthier snack options and not falling um, into the pressure of indulging in huge portions and just excessive amounts of food. Again, though, everyone is different. Some people will be just fine if they um, start doing some meal planning and you know, count their calories and everything that they're eating. But then other people like myself, you know, we have to consistently be um, talking with our therapists in order to make sure that um, we aren't using food to cope with anything that we might be feeling, you know, you know, perhaps because of the seasonal affective disorder. It's like during the winter, the overeating definitely does get worse. And it's just kind of like a vicious cycle. So I go to um, great lengths to make sure that I'm talking to my therapist often and that um, instead of going to Meyer once every few weeks and just stocking up on a bunch of shit, um, I go to Meyer every few days and I'm consistently buying fresh produce or, you know, or whatever market is around that I want to get my produce from. I'm, I'm making sure to go regularly and, and put myself in a position where I don't have a bunch of shitty snacks easily accessible for me to reach. I have to go and I have to go and get something fresh. I have to make something or something like that. So why is self-care so important? Isn't it selfish? No, the answer is no. 
It's necessary. Realistically, self-care just means that you're providing the adequate attention to your own well-being. There are endless ways to practice self-care. It all comes down to what you need. Sometimes it's a bubble bath. Sometimes it's cleaning the ever-living fuck out of your house. I want to make it clear that self-care can include, but is not limited to, lots of pampering and self-indulgence. At its core, self-care encompasses all of the things that you need to do to reduce stress and maintain your overall wellness. So sometimes this does mean uh, splurging on that bottle of Chanel perfume. You know, that's self-care. I'm totally calling myself out here, but hey, I love that bottle of fucking perfume. I wear it every day, and every time I spritz that shit on my wrist, I feel like a new woman. So, um, so you know, splurging and buying those things that you know are going to bring you a lot of joy, that is self-care. But hey, so is visiting your dentist or going to therapy. And sometimes we have to decide, you know, what am I going to benefit from more if my options are limited and I can't have both you know so um something else that it just self-care like I said it comes with accountability and self-awareness and trying to make yourself um exceptionally aware of what is going to be better for you in the long run um also I'm pretty sure puppies count as a form of self-care like uh I'm pretty sure. So I don't want to cut this episode short. However, I really just wanted to get something new out to you guys and something that I thought would be really helpful, really useful, really validating. And so I want to end this episode with a challenge. Um, Just do the thing, you guys. Whatever that thing is for you, do it. Make that doctor's appointment you've been putting off. Um, Gut your closet or your fridge or your car or whatever fucking random room in your life is just causing you so much stress because you know you need to go through it. Um, Stretch deeply in the morning and before bed. You know, take care and listen to your body. Feel, Feel your muscles. Take care of them. You know, you don't need to be sore all the time. Do what you got to do to alleviate pain um, in your muscles and in your um, tendons and in your joints. Work on your posture. I don't know who needs to hear this, but fucking sit up straight. Do it right now. Straighten that back out right now. And I think one other good thing to um, consider is investing in healthcare items. If you don't have a good moisturizer, then bitch, go and get one, you know? Like, you deserve it. A quality moisturizer. Um, a reusable water bottle. This way you know you'll stay hydrated and you'll keep that motherfucking thing on you. Um, uh, a three-pack of chapsticks so that you got one for your room and for the car and for your pocket. You know, do the, you know, put your money into yourself. Invest in yourself and buy the things that you need in order to take care of yourself. This could also mean um, some vitamins, you know, or allergy medicine, anything like that. Just do the thing that you know you have to do, that you've been putting off, that you know would make you feel better, and just do it. Okay, guys. Love you. Bye.